Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Uh, Y'all, I am so, so grateful for y'all to be here today. We are starting a brand new message series today called So To Speak. And what we want to do with it, uh, what we do with the heart is, uh, maybe if you're not familiar with church or whatever, we, we have a group of messages together. We call it a series. So we spend about four, five, six weeks, depending on what it is, digging into a particular topic or something to help grow our faith, something we need to look at together. And so starting today, this new message series, so to speak, what we're going to do over the next five weeks is dig into the words that we say, the power behind the words that we use, that we use in everyday life, that we use when we talk about our faith, that we use when we talk to our, uh, our, our spouse, our boyfriend, our girlfriend, our parents, our kids, and what those words can do. And so today, what I want to start with is what our words can reveal within us. What our words, what we say, the active, the active things that we say, what that reveals about us, and maybe what it reveals about where we are in our journey of faith, and maybe what it reveals about the relationships that we're in or the job that we have or whatever it happens to be. And so as, uh, as we've been thinking about this over the last uh, couple of weeks, kind of digging into this particular topic, we wanted to start with, I wanted to start with what our words reveal because as we start this journey, and even if you're not going to be here next Sunday or the next couple Sundays, you can always catch this on the podcast or on YouTube. What I want to do is start with the, the words that we say and what that reveal in us because I want to set us up as we dig further into how uh, the words that we use, how those can create the realities that we have. Right? The words that we use and the words that we don't use, right? What is left unsaid and the power behind that. So before we get into those over the next couple of weeks, what I want to do is start with in here. Because the words that we say, the way that we talk about ourselves, the way that we talk about others, starts from in here. I started thinking about it, I was thinking about this this week of, you know, a lot of times, most times, when I'm, when I'm up here talking to y'all, I would say at least half the time I'm kind of talking to myself, right? I, I'm on the same journey of faith that y'all are. I'm not up here, got it figured out, and I'm telling you how to live your life. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out all with you. And so when I, when I approach these messages, I try to think, okay, what, what, what about the words in my life? What about some of the words that I say? And I know that you, you might be like me in this, this particular thing I'm going to say, but I, I don't talk to myself kindly. Is anybody else like that? You don't talk to yourself very kindly? You don't have to raise your hand, I guess, if you don't want to. Choice. I am not kind to myself. I will say some of the meanest, rude, hurtful things to myself in the mirror. I'll look at myself and I'll say it out loud to myself. And maybe you don't have the same issues that I do, and I'm going to counseling, so don't worry about it on that side. <laughs> I don't hate myself, but there are sometimes I'll, I'll walk by, I'll, I'll walk by a mirror. I don't, I don't mind telling you this. I'll walk by a mirror and I'll, I'll, I'll catch a glimpse and I'm like, ugh. Is anybody else like that? Okay, you don't have to admit it, I guess. Or I'll wake up in the morning, and I am surprised by the amount of gray that is on my head, you know? Sometimes I wake up, and I wake up, and I'm 20. And then I look in the mirror, and I'm like, no, I'm not. 
Anybody else do that? Okay, no hands. This is just me, I guess, today. That's okay. But I'll do these things where I'm, like, I'm not kind to myself. And the words that I say change the way that I perceive myself. And I think the words that I say, at least to myself, kind of reveal where I'm at in here. Now, I wonder for you, I, I want you to be thinking about this today, is the words that you say, what do they reveal about what you think? What do they reveal about what your hopes are? What do they reveal about what's going on in your life, in your faith? I want to look at a particular verse together. I want to look in the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 45. We'll be reading out of the New Living Translation. And this particular verse that we're going to be looking at, in this part of the story, Jesus uh, is doing uh, some teaching. Okay, he's talking to the people that were following him. Sometimes it was difficult to follow Jesus around. He was always moving around, moving target, and people would they'd pick up their lives and they would just follow him around. Be on that, on the fish, fish and bread diet. That's how you had to eat if you were following Jesus around, if you know anything about the Bible. And so what people would do is they would follow Jesus around, and he would do some teaching. And what I want to look at here is a particular part where Jesus was doing some teaching. And, and, and I, want, I want you to listen to kind of the point he's trying to make. Well, let me just read it, and then we'll dig into it, okay? So check this out. This is Luke chapter 6, verse 45. And actually, I'll leave, leave, uh, leave this up here. This is verse 45. I'm going to read right before it so you can kind of get the context of where this particular thought is coming from, okay? So this is verse 43. It says, a good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes, and grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. Sometimes when Jesus talks, it's in these riddles and parables, and you're like, not quite sure, and you're like... Sometimes when I'm reading the Bible, I'm like, Jesus, can you just say exactly what you mean? And so right after that, let's go verse 45. Watch this. He says, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. So what does that mean? What does that mean for you? Now, I, I, I look at this and I say, okay, I see the point that Jesus is trying to make. The world that I live in, the world that we live in, is a little more gray than here's a good person and here's an evil person, right? Here's a good tree and here's a bad tree. That might be, that might be easy enough to spot in nature, right? You can see a tree that's decaying or has some kind of disease. You're like, okay, that tree has gone bad. That tree is evil, right? No, that tree is, has gone bad. It's dying. You can see a tree with all the green leaves, and it's got, it looks healthy. You're like, okay, this is a healthy tree. But when it comes to humanity, we're a little more, not, mo not by much, a little more nuanced than maybe the, the thorn bushes and the, and the trees that Jesus is talking about here. But it doesn't keep us from missing the point, right? It doesn't keep us from missing the point of what Jesus is trying to say. If you're a good person, if you have a good heart, then good words will come out of you. If you're an evil person, you have an evil heart, then evil words will come out of you. But there's a gray. There's the gray that we live in, because sometimes some of the things I say are not good. I wouldn't call them evil. 
<laughs> but they're not good. And sometimes the things I say, they're very good. They're very uplifting. They're very encouraging. Does that mean sometimes I'm a good person and sometimes I'm an evil person? I don't know. I think that's the wrong question. I think the question that I want to ask myself and the question I want to propose to y'all today is what do your words say about what's in your heart? The way that you talk to the people around you, what does that say about what's in your heart? Now, I, I have to say, when it comes to messages like this, and, and when, it, it, when it comes to anything I say, really, I'm just like you. I'm bringing my whole history, all of my baggage behind me. You can't see it. It's backstage. All of the baggage that I have with church life, all of the baggage what I, that I have from how I grew up. So when it comes to messages like this, I always like to address that the point of a message like this, the point of me saying, hey, uh, uh, your words have an impact on the people in the world around you, so choose your words wisely, that doesn't come from a place of you need to feel guilty or, stop, start, feeling, or, or, or start feeling guilty about the things that you say. That, that is not what this is about. There are enough places where you can go to feel guilty. You don't even have to come to church to feel guilty about uh, things that you say and about life. In fact, many times, that's why we avoid church, right? That's why we avoid church or church people or anything like that because sometimes we feel guilty about whatever. So I, I just want to say that up front as we continue talking about this, that this is not a message of guilt, okay? This is not a message of, come on, get it together. This is a message of reflecting on our heart by hearing what we say, the words that we say. When we first started the heart, we were, uh, we've been, uh, we started the heart a little over seven years ago. And as we were kind of dreaming about the heart and talking about vision and, and the kind of church that we wanted to be and the kind of church that we didn't want to be and, and all of these different thoughts that we, that we had, there were certain things that we were unwilling to, to bend on, right? Certain things like on Sunday mornings, we call this an experience, okay? Sunday morning experience. Many, many churches, and from however long, have called it a service. There's nothing wrong with either word, okay? In fact, if I said service, you'd probably know exactly what I was talking about. If I said, I'll see you at 10 a.m. for the main experience or for, uh, uh, for our church experience, you, would, you might know what I'm talking about. But we choose the words that matter to us. We choose the words that we use to describe the things in our life to give them meaning. I'm not, I know I'm not dropping anything profound on you right now, but words matter. The words that we choose matter. The things that we say matter. The things that we say to ourselves matter. What do your words reveal about what's going on in your heart? Maybe you can sing, think of some things that you've been saying. And it, it, again, that's why I said it's not, uh, it's not about feeling guilty or being guilty. Is Some of the positive things that you say reveal a lot about what's in your heart. Some of the positive things you say reveal what's in your heart. The things that you say to the people around you reveal what's in your heart about them. Now, it's not about 
It's not about always making sure you say the right thing. That's not going to happen. I hope it does, and I hope it does for me, and I hope it does for you, but I know me, and I don't always say the right thing. I don't always say the healthy thing. I don't always say the kind thing. I don't always say the patient thing. And I'm, I, and, I, and I'm sure there are moments in your life, maybe when you're tired or you've had a long day or you haven't had your coffee yet or you didn't get a good night's sleep. Maybe you don't always say the thing that you really meant to say or wanted to say or maybe, maybe, maybe what you did say reveals something that's going on in here. So how can we, how can we as a community, how can we as a family, how can we as a couple, how can we as parents, how can we as a, a, a boss, an employee, whatever it is, how can we healthily look at the words that we use and reflect on what that means in here? How can we healthily do that without saying, okay, I probably said something wrong, so I guess I'm going to have to address that. Because if you're anything like me, if you know you have said something wrong or hurtful or unkind or whatever it is, if you know you have done that, how excited are you to address that with the person you said it to? Not interested. I am not interested in addressing things that I know I have done wrong or said wrong. I'm not interested in that. I don't want to talk about it. Can we just sweep it under the rug and let it go? That's how I handle my problems, sweep it under the rug. Not really. So how can we, instead of doing that, instead of avoiding the things that we don't like that we said or, or uh, I didn't mean to say that, instead of just dodging it, instead of avoiding it, what if we said, okay, I'm going to do the hard work, not every day, not every week, but for this one conversation I had. Give yourself baby steps, right? For this one conversation I had, I said some things that might have been hurtful to the person I said them to, but maybe I can take a moment to reflect on why I said those. Sometimes maybe you've been in a heated conversation this has happened to me before. I've been in a heated conversation with somebody, and I, and I said something. And after I said it, I was like, ah, that's, that's not how I meant for that to come out. And then later on, I think, well, I didn't mean what I said. I just wish I had said it in a kinder way. You know what I'm talking about? You know, those moments like that where like, yeah, that was, that's not how I wanted to say it. And so I, maybe, I, maybe I can apologize for how I said it, but that is what I meant. And see, we can have those moments if we're willing to do the work, if we're willing to, to say, okay, I'm going to take a moment to reflect on what was said. Because my words reveal what's going on in here. Now, for the sake of today, I'm not asking you to choose to be a good person or an evil person. That's not, that's not the point. And I am not a theologian. I, I did not go to Bible college. So I'm not saying that is Jesus's point. But as I'm reading this, I see Jesus using language, or the author of this who is quoting Jesus, the author using language that plants us at two extremes, right? The extreme of you always say the right thing, you always do the right thing, you are a righteous person, and nothing evil ever comes out of you. And then he sets us up with the other extreme, 
says you'll, you can't say anything good. You won't be able to do anything good because you're an evil person. And these are the two extremes. But you and I are living this life right in the middle. We're not evil. And maybe we're probably more good than evil. We're probably way more good than evil. But again, I think if we focus on being good and not being evil, we're missing, we're missing the power of what it means to look at our words. We're missing, we're missing the juice behind reflecting on what we have said. So what does that look like for you? What does that look like for you in your life, in your marriage, in your parenting? It's tough. It's tough. And maybe it's not tough for you. I know I always speak for you because I'm the only one with the microphone in the room. So I always speak for you in that sense. But I don't want to speak for you in that maybe it's not tough for you. It is tough for me to address things that, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, I regret that. Yeah, I was frustrated and I was annoyed. And instead of having that difficult conversation with that person, I just kind of was sarcastic with them. A little passive-aggressive with them. That's my main move. Is anybody, anybody else's main move, passive-aggressive uh, passive behavior? No hands raised? Good idea. Good move there. Anybody want to raise their hand for their significant other that's in the room? No, I'm just kidding. That is a passive-aggressive move. You see where I'm going? See the issues I have? <laughs> What's it going to take? What's it going to take for you? Because that's the challenge I'm going to ask for you. That's the challenge I'm going to ask from you before we leave here today in the next few minutes, is what's it going to take for you to say, okay, maybe, maybe I, you know, you're, you're not in counseling, you don't believe in counseling, and you're not into that touchy-feely stuff, and you're not into emotions or whatever. <laughs> maybe you're not, and you don't have to be. Just because I am doesn't mean, you don't, doesn't mean you have to be. But even if you're not, can you be willing to look at this and to reflect at least for one conversation, at least for one thing that has been said, and say, okay, maybe, maybe there's a reason that I said that to this person. Maybe there's a reason that I said that, said that out loud. Maybe there's a reason that when I look in the mirror, I constantly tell the guy in the mirror everything that is wrong with him. Why do I do that? Right? Maybe you're not like me, but when I, every time I look in the mirror, I'm like, Ugh, I don't like that. I don't like this. Get it together. Shouldn't have had those Cheetos at 11 p.m., you know, things like that. That's a real thing that happened last night. It's a small bag. Don't worry about it. But what's behind that? Well, maybe behind that is, I, I wish I was in better shape. Okay, well then, why don't I address that instead of just saying mean things to myself in the mirror? <laughs> See what I'm saying? Maybe there's some things that you need to address in your relationship that are already in here, but they haven't come out. Or maybe they're in here and they come out and it's not the way you want it to come out. One of my big things too, this is huge for me, is, and, and this is not unique, but this is big for me, is I cannot stand being misunderstood. It gives me anxiety to be misunderstood. So you know what I will do in lieu of being misunderstood? I won't tell you. 
I won't take the time because if I try to explain and I think I'm using the words that I need to and I think I'm saying what I'm supposed to and you misunderstand me, I'm like, what a waste of time for both of us. We should just end the friendship now. I'll unfriend you. We'll just cancel it. That's extreme. But am I willing? Are you willing? And every challenge that I ask you, when we do a challenge, uh, it's not necessarily every week, but when we have a challenge for y'all, I, I, it's something I take the challenge to. Like I said, I, I, I'm working on my faith the same way y'all are working on yours. So are we, are we willing at least one time, at least one conversation, at least one thing to say, all right, I'm going to take time to reflect on this. Not because I'm the new age person that Dom wants me to be or not because, you know, Dom's my counselor because I'm not. But because of this small phrase right here in Luke 6.45, the last part that says, what, what you say flows from what is in your heart. There is so much juice in that. And that's what I want for y'all. I want for y'all to be able to look at your heart to reflect on your heart and be able to trust what's in there. To be able to trust what's in there with what you say. Like I said, the rest of this, the rest of this series, we're going to look at all of the different power that words have in our life. But it was important for me for us to be able to, to talk about this on day one of the series of what our words are doing what our words are showing us, if we're willing to look. And that's a big if. Because like I said, it's not easy. It's not easy to sit there and say, oh, I'm going to reflect on all the things that I say all the time. No, it's not realistic. It's not doable. And if we make that our goal, you know what we'll do? Never do it. That's why I say, what if we took one conversation? What if we took one thing and say, okay, I'm going to reflect on this. And I said this, so that might mean there's something in here. So I'm going to take some time to work on that. And that is healthy living. That's not, you don't, like I said, you don't have to go to counseling. You don't have to start therapy. You don't have to do that. If you don't want to, don't do it. But I do want to challenge you to reflect. I do want to challenge you to reflect on the words that you say. Not always in a negative way, not, not in the, the way to tear yourself down. I have a tendency to do that. If I say, okay, I'm going to reflect on things that I've said, and then I just take that to the extreme. I'm like, I've hurt everyone I've ever known. I am unworthy of love. These are real things that I tell myself. I, I am unworthy of love. Nobody wants to be around me. But not like a pity party. I just, in those moments, or I guess that is a pity party. <laughs> I'm just justifying myself. You guys don't even need to be here for this. I'm just kind of talking out loud now. I have, I have a lot of issues I'm working on. I appreciate you guys letting me work these out every Sunday for an hour. Are we willing to do the work it takes to find out what's going on in our heart? Because I'll tell you this. What we say about our faith, what we say about our parenting, what we say about our growth, that indicates where our faith can be. What we say about our faith indicates the growth of our faith. And that's what I want for you. I want your faith to grow. I want my faith to grow. So when you talk about your faith, how do you talk about it? What do you say? 
And does what you say line up with what you believe? And if it doesn't, man, what a, what a great place to start to do a little bit of work on our journey of faith, on our growth in our faith. Do what I, is, is what I am saying about my faith lining up with what I really think about my faith? And if it's not, if it's not, then is there something there in here that hasn't been expressed quite yet? Is there something there in here that is different from what I thought I believed? And if we can do that, that is where faith grows. That is where faith finds its growth. That's what I want for you, and that's what I want for me. If you could, I want you to close your eyes for a moment and bow your heads. I, I want to pray with you this morning. I want to offer you a challenge. And the challenge is, this week, you will choose one conversation or one thing you, view, you have said that you, you know, and I, and I don't know, you'll know, right? That, you'll, that you know there is a need for reflection there. There is an opportunity to reflect on what was said to be able to see what's in your heart. If you think you can take that challenge with your eyes closed and your heads bowed, if you think you can take that challenge this week, on a count of three, I want you to raise your hand for me, okay? One, two, three, put your hand up. Okay, go ahead and put it down. Love it, love it, love it. Let's pray. God, we are so grateful for today. We're grateful for the words that you spoke when you created the world, when you created us. We're grateful that we're able to look through this Bible and see the words of Jesus and the words of all the authors of the Bible. But God, today I pray that as we enter into this challenge, that you would be there with us as we are bold and brave and we reflect in our hearts with the words that we use. God, I pray that this would be a catalyst. This would be an activation for the growth of our faith, no matter where we are on our journey of faith. I pray that today, as we accept this challenge, that it would activate our faith in a way that it hasn't before. That we would pursue our faith with you by our side. So we love you, God, and we pray that in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Mm -hmm.